everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Andre Hutchins, and this is episode 52 of the Backseat Directors Podcast, the podcast dedicated to bringing you the latest in movie reviews and recommendations from today's Hollywood hits. And thank you so much for joining me. So very happy to have you here listening to today's episode. As always, it truly is a pleasure to know that there are people out there listening to the Backseat Directors Podcast. And uh, for those of you who are new, um, this is a spoiler-free movie review podcast. If it's not spoiler-free and there are spoilers, um, we definitely let you know beforehand. But I would say... The majority of the reviews are spoiler-free, and this is also the podcast where you, the listener, can join me for a movie review. So on today's episode, though, I am going to go it alone. I wanted to get this movie review out there uh, and done quickly just because I've got a trip coming up, and I'm going to be out of town for like 10 days. So uh, um, yeah, just to save on time and uh, really just to get this uh, movie review done, I'm just going to do it by myself. Um, But again, thank you so much for joining me. Let's go ahead and introduce this week's movie review. Backseat Directors presents this week's movie. And today's movie review is on Molly's Game. Movie details. Molly's Game is based on the true story of Molly Bloom, an Olympic-class skier from Colorado who had aspirations of competing in the 2002 Salt Lake City Winter Olympics. Ranked third in the world, Molly was unable to qualify after an accident at the trials. Molly moved to California to get away from skiing for some time and was instead thrust into the world of underground high-stakes poker. Being a highly intelligent individual, Molly ended up running the world's most exclusive high-stakes poker game for a decade before she was arrested in the middle of the night when 17 FBI agents stormed her home. Her players included Hollywood's royalty, sports stars, business titans, and finally, (laughs) unknown to her as she claims, the Russian mob. Her only ally was her criminal defense lawyer, Charlie Jaffe, who learned that there was much more to Molly than the rumors and tabloids led him to believe. Molly's game had a limited, initially a limited release date on Christmas Day 2017, so this is officially a 2017 movie, uh, but it had a wide national release on January 5th, 2018. It has a running time of 2 hours and 20 minutes. It is actually a quite lengthy movie, and it is rated R for language, drug content, and some violence. Kidsinmind.com give Molly's Game a 4 out of 10 for sexual content, a 5 out of 10 for violence, and a 7 out of 10 for profanity. And honestly, uh, profanity is the reason why this movie is rated R. Other than that, it's a fairly soft R movie. Um, The sexual content is most likely just from the types of dresses and clothing that Molly wears throughout the movie, just because... She is just in this <laughs> this world of high stakes poker, and she's always wearing a very somewhat revealing dress. Um, okay, so Molly's Game stars Jessica Chastain as Molly Bloom. I love Jessica Chastain. She is such a fantastic actress. She played in another 2017 movie called uh, The Zookeeper's Wife, and I thought she was great in that one. 
and she was great in this one as well. Jessica was nominated for a Golden Globe and Critics' Choice Award for Best Actress. Also, the movie stars Idris Elba as Molly's lawyer, Charlie Jaffe, and Kevin Costner as Molly's father, Larry, uh, Larry Bloom. The film is directed by Aaron Sorkin, and this is Sorkin's first feature film. Uh, and even though this is his directorial debut, Sorkin has his name to some very well-known films um, as a screen screenplay writer, most notably the 2010 film The Social Network, Moneyball in 2011, and Steve Jobs in 2015. And Sorkin was also nominated for a Golden Globe and Critics' Choice Award for Best Screenplay. Molly's Game had a very small production budget of approximately $30 million. And on its initial limited release date, so back on Christmas Day last year, Molly's Game brought in a little over $2 million. Uh, but when it released nationwide, the first weekend brought in almost $7 million. And since, Molly's Game has grossed over $16 million here in the U.S. alone. Okay, let's go ahead and uh, get on with the movie review. Backseat Directors Movie Review. You guys, I was so impressed by, by this film. This is one of the most captivating and fascinating stories that I have seen in a while. Um, honestly, there's some type of narrative or a theme that's going on right now with some of the movies that I've been watching and the in the stories that have captured my attention the most. So actually, Amy and I, we just watched for the first time uh, a movie that came out earlier in 2017, I think uh, in the summer 2017, called The Big Sick. And uh, that's based on a true story. And it was such a beautiful a story that I, I've just been, I, I just, I have been thoroughly convinced that the best stories told in film and in Hollywood these days are true stories. And like, you don't have to get too fictional or too crazy or too fantasy filled in order to create a good movie or a good story that honestly, all you have to do is dig into the lives of human beings and you're going to find some of the greatest and craziest stories out there. And Molly's game is no exception. It actually, for me, set such a high benchmark for, um, for just, uh, what, what, what films can show us uh, about stories and just human beings and the experiences that we go through in life, however dark, however deep, however crazy they are, uh, because Molly's Game uh, is quite the crazy story and and just everything that went into Molly's life and this experience and experiences that she had running these high stakes poker games. So, you know, so the movie, the movie does a great job of introducing who Molly is and what type of person she is. You know, she grows up in Colorado. Uh, she, her dad, um, Larry Bloom, who's played by Kevin Costner, is a very strict, very demanding father figure in her life. Well, not just father figure, but father, a very demanding, very strict father in her life. Um, he is a, uh, I, I think he's a psychologist. He might be a psychiatrist. There were things in the movie that made me believe that he was a doctor, but I couldn't ever actually pinpoint that out. Um, but he also teaches at Colorado State University. He pushes his children to the limits in both uh, academia and, ath and athletics as well. And, you know, so growing up in Colorado, uh, I, I can't remember exactly where, but they live really close to the mountains. They have access to, you know, ski resorts and things like that. And so she and her younger brothers, they grow up skiing and ultimately they become the best, not just in the U.S., but in the world. So just like I said be, uh, before in the movie details, uh, at the time of the Olympic trials for the 2002 Salt Lake City Winter Olympics, Molly was ranked number one in the world and her brother, or sorry, Molly is ranked number three in the world and her brother was ranked number one 
one in the world. And so they were expected not only to compete in the Olympics, but in, um, in, in, for medal contention. I mean, they, they were, you know, expected to medal at those games. And her brother did. Um, but minor spoiler alert, and you learn this just in, within the first five minutes of the movie, uh, Molly does not qualify for the Olympics. She fails to qualify uh, w- in her Olympic trials um, just because of an accident that happened while on the slopes. And it was a freak accident, something that no one could have ever predicted. Um, and it caused her, cost her, it cost her her Olympic, uh, yeah, her Olympic dream. And so um, Molly's plan after skiing in the Olympics was to go to law school. But before she went to law school, she wanted to just kind of take a break, step away from life. And so she moved to California and with like a thousand dollars in her pocket, she just, you know, was going to figure things out. And so while, uh, sleeping on the couch of a fellow, uh, USA ski team member, um, she found a job as a waitress, um, at a nightclub and thus begins the story of Molly Bloom and her poker life. And so what you'll see in the movie is that she uh, she begins to just make acquaintances and associations with people, you know, who are like the limelight and socialites and not just socialites, but, you know, people who are extremely wealthy and famous within the Los Angeles community. And um, she eventually meets a, a guy who... Um, <laughs> He's kind of like a, a broken and uh, a broken and broke financially um, Hollywood person. Uh, I, I can't remember specifically what his job was. I, I don't. I think. Uh, I, anyway, I, I can't. I can't remember. But he. She met him. His name is Dean, and he is the one that set up these high stake poker games with other celebrities. Um, and that's how Molly became involved because she became his assistant at his real job, his, the day job. But ultimately he, he began to trust her and asked her to also kind of become the assistant at these poker games. And, uh, you know, so that is how Molly began, uh, these, you know, interactions and getting to know these people and learning about poker and learning just the nuances of what this type of, you know, underground life is like. And she became just very, very observant and very good at her job, ultimately to where she began to set up her own poker game. So uh, Molly was such an incredibly intelligent person, you know, that she learned quickly and she was very confident in what she was doing. And so, you know, she, she, she just portrayed this persona of someone that, you know, these players could trust and also that they wanted to go to. I mean, she was... a a beautiful person and, you know, and the guys were always coming on to her and she was always good at keeping, you know, her professional business life away from romantic life. And she never, you know, leveraged any of those relationships into dating or romantic relationships. She, you know, kept it strictly business, strictly professional, and that really helped her to excel. Um, But I, I, I'm, I'm going to diverge from kind of giving the synopsis of this movie just because I, I, Ultimately, I am going to recommend this movie. This was such a fantastic movie, and I and I hope that those who, you know, are at least intrigued and uh, uh, interested enough by the review that I'm giving, that you guys do go see this movie. And I'm sorry, I'm kind of jumping ahead to my recommendation, but uh, um, where this movie stood out for me are the performances by both Jessica Chastain and Idris Elba. So again, uh, Jessica Chastain plays Molly. Idris Elba plays her lawyer. They do such an incredible job of really showing you the depth of these characters and the complexity of both of these characters, just because, you know, Molly, 
Molly is struggling with some very dark demons in her life and in her own soul. Uh, she she has some prolonged issues that have stemmed from her you know broken relationship with her dad from a very young age and just not trusting of men in general, and um, how this really drove her to to make a name for herself and make you know, make others respect her in a way that only in a world where only men were respected. And so this really drove Molly's passion and desire to just move on up in this society of underground high stakes poker games. And, uh, and Molly is able to succeed at this, but the cost, the cost is so incredibly high to, to Molly that, you know, you'll begin to see, that she begins to uh, just really take a plunge in a very dark and deep hole and how it will swallow her up and it will swallow up her relationships and and it's going to cost Molly everything and uh, <laughs> it just kind of goes to show that you know money money and power are not are not, <laughs> not the true providers of happiness and that uh you know you'll see not just with Molly but all these people that come to play in these poker games how addicted they are to this rush and the thrill of gambling and and risk and and you know many of these men will really just throw away their lives to just play in this game and uh and so i think the movie does a really good job of showing you this of showing you the true cost of what it is to you know to throw our lives into something that ultimately is, you know, yeah, I guess you could put a monetary value on something like this just because some of them win, but most of the time they're not winning, they're losing and they're losing more than just money. They're losing their families. They're losing their relationships. They're losing their jobs and some are even, even losing their lives. And so, um, yeah, I just think the the job does a very, or the movie does a very good job of, of really showing the audience the true cost of this life that Molly and these other gamblers are, are living. And, uh, and so with, and with Idris Elba, I think it does a very good job of showing how we can quickly and easily judge a person without knowing them because Idris, um, or, oh, what's his name? Oh, hold on guys. Give me a second. I forget what Idris's character's name. Oh, Charlie. Yeah. So her lawyer, Charlie, um, he quickly and easily discards her when she first comes to him asking, you know, for him to be, uh, her lawyer, you know, but as the more he gets to know Molly and the more in depth that he goes into her life, he begins to see the brokenness of this person. And really that, you know, she's not, she is not the person that the FBI paints to be in the accusations and litigations that are thrown against Molly that basically are going to, you know, have her in handcuffs. Um, and so, yeah, I just, uh, I really enjoyed this movie. It's such a well-written movie. Kudos to the director who was also the screenplay writer for this film for just really creating such a wonderful movie that shows the complexity and depth of such a troubled person like Molly and how so many of her issues stemmed from such a a young age, um, in childhood and how that often reflects our own lives when we become, you know, uh, really aware of our brokenness and how early on in our lives that that started. And so, um, my highlights of the film really are Jessica and Idris Elba did such a phenomenal job as uh, the actor, main actors of this movie. The supporting cast was good. Um, n- nothing that I, I felt was really of noteworthy, uh, um, noteworthy, 
more to make mention of. I just, I just think they were good. Um, but yeah, again, the director, who's also the screenwriter, um, uh, Aaron, uh, gosh, sorry guys. I'm just forgetting the names. Uh, Aaron Sorkin, um, who is also the writer for some other, uh, Academy award winning films, um, did such a great job of creating such a dynamic and, and, um, very captivating film. And uh, I, um, I guess some of the critiques that I would give this film, uh, there are some parts of the movie, especially toward the end, that I did not like. The movie at times felt like it was kind of dragging on. It's a very long movie. It's over two hours, well over two hours. If you include credits, I think it's uh, you know over two hours and 30 minutes. And so it's a very long movie. And there are some parts I think they could have kind of shortened up and uh, uh, done a little bit better job of editing so that you don't feel like you're in your seat for too long. I, I was not bored. By any means, I was not bored in this movie. Um, but it definitely could have been a little bit shorter. I think some people might feel like the movie is too long. Um, but again, kind of going back to some of the uh, scenes toward the end, there is an interaction with Molly and her father that I think could have been very, very heartfelt and emotional. I don't know if this movie was actually true to life or if it was fictionalized, um, but I think this interaction and the conversation between uh, uh, Molly and her father, Larry, just kind of fell flat for me. You know, he, their relationship is so broken and she has so much anger towards her dad that his attempt to make amends just didn't really connect with me. And it just, and I, and, and I I think it just, it seemed like he was kind of create, he was trying to create sympathy for himself instead of seeking forgiveness from her daughter, from his daughter. And, And so again, I just, the moments that, that really could have held a lot of emotional weight just kind of fell flat. And that's really one of my biggest critiques is that specific scene in the movie. But otherwise, wow, really enjoyed this film. I think it is just two thumbs up, definitely worth seeing. And so, uh, (laughs) just for, um, (laughs) and obviously I've given my recommendation already, but, um, just for formality reasons, let's go ahead and go on to the last segment. That is our backseat director's recommendation. Our recommendation. So if you haven't guessed already, yes, my recommendation uh, recommendation for Molly's Game is a go see it. Um, because technically this is uh, a movie that was officially released in 2017. And the reason behind that was it was probably trying to get pushed out uh, so it could be considered for uh, the 2017 Oscars as well and just other awards. Um, just because movies that usually that release in January are not remembered a year later when the award ceremonies come out. But this is one of the best movies to come out in 2017. I think it it might make my top 10 list uh, once I go through and review that. Um, and yeah, I loved it. Very much enjoyed it. I, again, I recommend it to anyone who, you know, is, uh, um, yeah, just interested in going to see this true life figure and a true story, uh, and uh, yeah, just about Molly Bloom. So that is my review and recommendation for Molly's Game. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you so much for tuning in for downloading today's episode. Uh, you can stay up to date and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you can find us primarily on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Uh, we are also featured on Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. Um, so yeah, so go ahead and subscribe to those podcasts there. If you guys would take the time and leave us a rating on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, let us know what you think of the podcast. And uh, again, thanks again for tuning in and listening. And we'll see you guys next week at the movies. The Backseat Director's theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids and all of their other music on iTunes. 
Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The BD Podcast. Next stop, concession stand. Google's popcorn, part of the plan. Soda pop, and now we go to door number one to catch the show. We find our seats. <laughs> the perfect road. Why? It's the perfect day for a movie. Let's go see a show. Let's go to the movies and see a show. Documentaries, uh, so many options, so much variety. There's a perfect movie for you and him and her and me. Uh, so find your seat in the perfect row. Sit back, relax, kick up your feet, and turn off your phone. 